Hello and welcome to Two Broads and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Kelly. I am a white and according to the BIM scale, androgynous person. And there's a reason why I'm identifying as that today. Leslie? <laughs> hey, I'm Leslie. I'm a cis hetero female. Coming to you today, we're going to be talking about gender. And first and foremost, what we would like to say is we are not experts at all. We are really going to be looking at our own personal discoveries and, yeah, basically our own personal discoveries with it. Yeah. And then maybe ideas that we're going to share kind of what those are and then kind of where we're maybe going next. If we have a plan to go somewhere next, maybe not. There's still so much to kind of work through on this yeah so yeah this is this is a big topic that um is very ingrained and very personal to people so we want to hold space for that as well uh so what do we we usually start with the definition should i give the basic web webster's mm-hmm. give the webster's dictionary and then we'll make our our commentary our caveat well and actually <laughs> what i have is the I have the definition of gender. Well, I have the definition of gender roles. And then I have the who definition of gender. Okay, so gender roles, the role or behavior learned by a person as appropriate to their gender, determined by the prevailing cultural norms. And then what... Who has to say about it? And when I say who, I'm saying I'm talking about the World Health Organization. Not Pete Townsend. <laughs> the World Health Organization. Uh, gender refers to the characteristics of women, men, girls, and boys that are socially constructed. This includes norms, behaviors, and roles associated with being a woman, man, girl, or boy, as well as relationships with each other. As a social, so, as a social construct, gender varies from society to society and can change over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when we were chatting pre- pre-recording, was that really gender i mean i i totally down with social construct 100 i agree it's a yeah, social construct totally. of how you're going to behave in the community of space that you're within mm-hmm. i think the funny part is like that whole male female man woman that is a spectrum where anybody can land and then that dial can go yep back and yep. forth up and down whatever direction you want to put it in yeah for sure well and that takes me to the BEM scale. So okay. Sure, let's do your story on BEM, BEM scale. scale. Yeah, so let's do it. I'm going to give the Wikipedia definition of what the BEM scale is so people know what it is. So the BEM sex role inventory, BSRI, is a measure of masculinity and femininity and is used to research gender roles. It assesses how people identify themselves psychologically. Sandra Bem's goal of the BSRI was to examine psychological androgyny and provide empirical evidence to show the advantage of a shared masculine and feminine personality versus a sex-typed categorization. 
The test is formatted with 60 different personality traits, which participants rate themselves based on a seven-point Likert scale. Traits are evenly dispersed, 20 masculine, 20 feminine, 20 filler traits thought to be gender neutral. All traits in the BSRI are positively valued personality aspects. Numerous past studies have found that gender categorizations are correlated with many of the stereotypical gendered behaviors. So why am I talking about the BEM scale? Also, you notice the word empirical research. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we're going to talk about this. Like a lot of texts have a very, um, we'll say do- white culture, dominant culture yeah. lens. Um, yeah. I specifically am talking about this, though, because I took the BIM scale when I was in college because I was getting a degree in psychology. And so we were given this test, uh, weren't sure what it was about. And uh, well, actually, no, I think we were told like this is masculine and feminine, da, 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 da. And so we all took our tests, we scored our tests, and when we were all done, the professor said, okay, so those of you who scored masculine, raise your hand. And the majority of the people in the room um, looked to be, you know, masculine identifying with a few, with a few them identifying looking but few women and then he the professor said okay now how many of you scored feminine and then the other half of the class raised their hand and uh mostly what I would assume would be women couple of what I was assumed to be men raised their hand and then the professor said okay which one of you or how many of you got a zero and me and two other people raised our hands and the professor said congratulations you three are androgynous and what was important to me about this was i had a very validating moment (laughs) where i was like Oh, that explains it because I have always felt equal pull to mm-hmm. both sides of the spectrum. And, yep. if, you know, for a while, I would even tell people that, like, I'm androgynous. And it, again, it was just one of those validating moments because, like, Inside my head, it finally made sense for something that didn't make sense for so long. So that mm-hmm. it, that's basically my story with the BEM scale is um, that having that said back to me just made so much sense in terms of how I feel about my gender. So what do you do, not to put you on the spot, <laughs> but we're having... A conversation mm-hmm. is is there anything now that as we started getting ready for this episode af- that makes you come back to that and think that you need to 
like how you have been identifying or changing how you want to go forward? Or is there more research you want to do around that? I'm just asking. Again, we're just unpacking together. I mean, one of the things that I've started to do personally is that like I've been researching terms like Mm -hmm. non-binary. Right, right. Sitting with myself and like she, her pronouns totally fine with them. I mean, I'm a pretty like femme presenting person. Um, so mm-hmm. if someone says she, her, like, yeah, of course. Um, but sitting with like, how do I feel about they, them? Like, mm, I kind of like those too. Um, yeah. You know, but woman also fits me. Can I be, can I be a non-binary woman? Like, yeah, there's, there's new language available. So what I've just been doing personally is just sitting with it and, well, I shouldn't say yeah. new language available. Like I was just going to say, you saw my face, right? Because yeah. that's what happened. So everybody knows I made a funny face when she said that because the language is the always language been has there. Always but... been there. <laughs> okay, so that's another let me let yeah. me rephrase that. I feel like I have access. Does, yeah. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. I understand what you mean. I just lost my face because you knew what I was yeah, going to say, right? Like, like so yeah. I should, yeah, because, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I know that language. Oh, you don't have to apologize. Yeah. But that language has always been there. But now I feel like I have, I feel like I have access to it. So it's like, yeah. well, I have access yeah. to it. So why, why don't I explore it? You know? Right. So that seems like a good segue into what I was going to talk about. The story I want to tell. That's why. Again, this is why I made the face. We are not experts. We are. <laughs> yeah, we're just unpacking. Yeah, we're, this is what so, unpacking looks like. It's very strange, and I feel very vulnerable right now. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, I wasn't trying to call you in on anything. I was just be like, remember, like that's just like the reminder, yes. right? That's yes, what we're doing yes, for each other. Yes. So that's why you have a friend that you do this with. But um, before <laughs> I talk you. language too, you're welcome. Um. Gender, gender can be gender presenting or gender identity, mm-hmm. right? So identity is the piece of how you identify where you fit on that spectrum. So you could identify as a masculine, like he, he, him, they, them, maybe, but still present as a female. Mm-hmm. And that's where, so just understand there's going to be something we'll put in the notes called the gender unicorn it's a little unicorn that's dabbing and it'll talk through the spectrum of these things so that may help you and it's cute so anytime a unicorn can be part of the deal let's do it so um but language is really interesting so i um i'm going to give a bit of a backstory so i have three children (laughs) one of which for a period of time early on, which when she was, she identifies as she, so she was AFAB. She was assigned female at birth. There's a a little acronym for folks. Um, So we were always calling her, she, her. Um, She went through a phase where she wanted boys clothes. She wanted to do boys things. She wanted to, and we, we had no problem. We kind of let it kind of do right. Um, And so it's been an interesting journey because it's kind of always been in the back of my head, this gender role right um and she still to this day is a she her we have this conversation very not frequently but it's more just always checking in because she also has some um developmental situations going on so it's always good to help her kind Mm -hmm. of talk through it um but she still identifies as she her though she admits she went through spectrums of trying to figure out 
what she is. So this could all change. We could record this and two weeks from now, I could be saying something else. Exactly. But, um, (laughs) so language is interesting. And so my first experience dealing, dealing, identifying, working with gender was my, my daughter. Um, but as I started to kind of peel it back, um, I started looking at the language we use and it's funny because people always go, Oh, preferred pronouns, which no, we're just going to call them your pronouns because preferred means something else. Um, but people get really weird when you start saying they, them, or, you know, she, her, they, them. And it's like, well, that's really silly. They is a plural and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, it's because our stupid language Mm. is too binary right now. At least the way we've been using it. Right. And the ironic thing is if you misidentify somebody's pet, if I say your female poodle calling it a he, God almighty people lose their shit and feel so bad. Now being who I am, I have grew up always with pixie cuts. I did like wearing dresses, but even with the pixie cuts, I was always called a little boy. (laughs) I get called sir all the fucking time because I am five foot nine and I'm not tiny. So people will look up and automatically call me he uh, or sir, which is funny. This is where I, Hannah Gadsby and I have these moments when she tells those stories. And I was like, I relate. I've been there myself and people lose their shit because they've misidentified you. And it's like, whatever, don't care. Um, not a big deal, make a mistake, move on. But with language, I started to try and get curious and it started with a coworker I had. He was Argentinian. So Spanish was his first language. And I got in a meeting once and I said, okay, guys, you know, thanks guys, whatever. And he's like, I gotta ask you a question. I find it really weird when you say guys, because you're kind of putting yourself in a category with guys. Like when people do Mm -hmm. it, like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just the way it is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I started thinking about it more and more. And I was like, you know, he's right. Because that's normalizing that men, though there are less of them on the planet, are the norm. <laughs> and that means that the female is lesser than. I thought that's really shitty. And what about everybody in between? Like, that's really dumb. Mm-hmm. So I started making a very concerted effort. I cannot tell you if it was 2020 or 2021 because they're just a blur. But in the summer of one of those two years, I think it was I 2020 be- actually. I think it was because too. you and I, I had a- that conversation and I started doing that at work and two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it says 2020 and I started, I do have a happy end of the story. So I started publicly correcting myself and explaining why I was doing it. And I worked with a particular individual who extremely now remember I'm in it. So these people work in code code is binary code needs to know if I do or don't do right. So these people need to think this way, get it. And he kept telling me like, you're being ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. And I'm like, no, I'm being curious with my language. Our language is so robust and we've simplified ourselves down to five words. How lazy on my part, I'm going to start doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I went in with pure curiosity And I think that's the trick when you start playing with your language is not to go in that you're trying to do good or bad, again, binary, you're not trying to be a dick, you're just trying to be curious. And so when my husband and I, and I correct him on things, I do say correct, but when I try to talk about things, I go, hmm, maybe they should have said it this way, that would have been blah, 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 and his eyes start to roll, I go, you're going in on it as I'm trying to 
change the world. All I'm saying is be curious, people. Like, it's so much cooler when we can use the language to its fullest. Mm -hmm. But I started correcting myself on guys and I'd apologize. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to get rid of that. It's a very masculine, we're not all masculine in the call, blah, blah, blah. And I would say that repeatedly. And after two months, I was stopped from saying it and having to correct myself. But about three months go by and this one gentleman I worked with a lot who had heard me doing it a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) calls me. We're on a call, private call. And he goes, I have to tell you something. I go, what? He goes, you've totally rubbed off on me. Now I'm saying folks instead of guys. And we were laughing about it. And I was like, Hey, that's a win, right? Like he started realizing, like I said, I wasn't trying to be a dick. I was just trying to use the language properly and be respectful of the people on the call. And I think he got it. So he started doing it too. And So it's like, what I'm trying to say is encourages, like, if you approach it with curiosity and genuine fun and play, you may actually get not just yourself out of this rut of being stuck in a binary. You might bring other people along for the ride with you, Mm -hmm. which is what happened for me. And I was so, I mean, I'm so proud of myself. I still tell this story because it was, this is a person who's pretty binary. Like the first time I met him, I will say I've never liked when people have to type sentences that he slash she. I've always hated that. So I would type sentences and say they, and he would be like, you can't say that. That's a plural. And you're talking about a single person. And here I was now coming back saying, I don't know, maybe our language has a problem, you know? So it was really fun to get this kind of going Mm -hmm. and get him thinking differently. So I'm trying to see is like, if you want to try that, please do. And like, take it with fun. Like, don't, you don't have to beat yourself up. Just kind of like acknowledge it and go, oh, sorry. I meant to say. No, no, no. I wasn't beating myself up, but yeah. it was just fun yeah. to, to work with it. And I feel, I don't feel like righteous or anything about it. I just feel like, I feel like I have a different relationship with language now mm-hmm. and that's a good place to be in. Like, I, I feel like I'm full, using the language fully. So it's, and, and in the end, I feel like I'm helping support mm-hmm. folks as much as I can. So yeah, starting to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I started doing that as well at work and, and had, and yeah. had similar results. So yeah, it's interesting how contagious it yeah. becomes, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I love what you're saying about curiosity because I mean, that's really how I've been approaching it is just like, mm-hmm. well, what does this exactly. mean? And we're starting, you know, we're yeah. starting to do a project at work about social determinants of health and stuff like that. And it, it's really, I mean, to me, it's just, it's just been interesting to, you know, read, to read the literature on it and to, um, and to explore how, you know, how are we going to have these conversations? What does it mean? How are we going to have to, because I'm pretty sure when we're going to move into this next, like we're going to have to educate people on the history of this stuff. Right. Why do we care about this stuff? Right. How does it affect right. people's lives and health and, right. you know, all of that, uh, you know, all of, yep. all, all, of totally. all of that spectrum. <laughs> so, well, yeah. And it's interesting because like coming hmm, when people struggle with this, right. When you kind of, you'll hit up against it when you start, pronouncing yourself as hi, I'm Leslie, she, her, or you start putting that in your, you know, signature page or whatever, you start bringing up questions from folks and it can be from 
anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had some interesting questions, but I think folks get really stuck because they think it's just a really recent thing. Yeah. And this is kind of the rabbit hole that I want to start going down is really that from what I'm seeing so far, again, I'm not an expert and I haven't done enough digging to say it, but the construct of he and she came from Europe and really is pretty recent. Like I'm talking like 1800s, late 70s. Like it's not, when you look at the spectrum of how long we've been around, that's only a couple hundred years, you know? And, yeah. and historically I want to look at other genders, right? You've got Egypt where you've had, you know, women rulers, female identified rulers who still wore the little chin, mm-hmm. <laughs> the little chin thing. And, and there's African languages that don't even have, you know, these types of pronouns, the pronouns are just a generic kind of catch-all, you know, and cultures that have multiple, you've got two spirit, you've got, I know South Asia has multiple, you know, genders as well. And I think you were talking about Judaism, right? Or what was it that you said? There was a, when I was going down a TikTok rabbit hole for a while, there was a, um, a rabbi and who identified as a woman and, she was talking about how in Jewish reconstructionism, they have six different genders. And one of the things that really, again, one of those validating moments yeah. <laughs> of yeah. women who don't have children were seen as right. healers in the community. Like yeah. that was like women who did not have children, they were a whole different gender. They were seen as healers. And I was just like, whoo. <laughs> Because the gender is a societal role. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, right? Like in, I was joking with my husband, not joking, this is not a joke, but we were talking about it, you know, when I took my indigenous Canada, history mm-hmm. of indigenous Canada, you know, um, he and I, in our relationship, I would have been having the, the masculine role and he had the feminine role. I was going out and, you know, getting the money and doing, mm-hmm. leaving the home and he was staying home and tending the fire, right? And it's like, not that it's that simple. I don't want to make it sound that simple, but it's like, really, what are we doing? So I, for myself, I want to do my exploration on this because I don't think it's that new, nor do I think it's that, that odd. I'm putting bunny ears around that because people just think it's really odd and, oh, you're going against all these things that have been around for a long, long time. It's like, has it though? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know? And it's a great conversation. Like we, last night we're having that conversation. I'm like, well, what about in like, uh, you know, China, like they've had all these male rulers. I'm like, yeah, I know, but maybe we need to go back. Like, maybe this is different than you think. Like history has been told by the white perspective, mm-hmm. right? Like the history is told by the people who want it to be told a certain way. We talk about this all the time, right? Like this is why we're black history month, you know, like we're trying to focus on history that's been around a long time that nobody ever talks about sadly. Yeah. So it's like trying to go back and look at history with different, a different perspective Mm -hmm. may open up some of that. So that's, that's like my kind of next place to go. Um, So just a lot of kind of exploring that aspect of it, but yeah. 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 And I'm in that place too, of like, now that, I mean, and this is just, I'm only speaking for myself, you know, this door was, you know, this door was opened and I've just been kind of like, you know, just kind of coming in and looking around and I'm going to continue to do that. And I mean, and also too, now that like I have a 
have a project where that's going to be a a focus. I mean, I right. I really love looking at the history aspect because it just gives it gives people a wider lens as to like yep. you had this yep. very funneled point of view. Let's crack that yep. open a little bit so right. you can see a larger perspective. Yeah. I also think the role may change though too, right? Like, so today I still identify as female, she, her, mm-hmm. but I think women's role doesn't have to just be tending the fire anymore. So like, there's this other side of it too, right? Like where does gender fit into that whole aspect of it? Um, so that could be a changing of the roles. I don't know. Like, or the identification of them. Can, can, I, can we do like a sidebar for a second? Because you brought up the gender roles of women. And mm-hmm. so one of the rabbit holes I've gone down is the satanic panic. Oh, nice. And um, what's interesting about it is that it mm-hmm. was born out of, in the 70s, women yep. started to, you know, they they were going yep. into the workforce and the you know the traditional whatever and the, you know, the role was being broken and you know but now all of these children are in these ritual abuse blah blah yeah. blah 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 because of satan if only yeah. the women would have stayed at home exactly. and it's like you know i mean this went through to yeah. the mid 90s and but think about and it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all like all like all of these all of these people had to like apologize who, for like, well, maybe we overreacted. <laughs> but who were the one who created the rules? That's what I'm saying. Like the science, the background of the history is like if you say 1800, let's just say it's 1800. Okay. This is what you're going to, right? Yeah. So in the 1800s when some guy named Joe Blow decided like we're going to have <laughs> I can't remember his names. Again, I got to do my homework. But he's like, okay, this is masculine. This is feminine. Now here, and that was the way for them to keep women out of and make them a different, or they're a little lesser than us. They're just not able. They've got boobies. They've got to like take care of babies. Like that's, that's kind of where it came from. And then the weird side of this that, again, I do not know anything, this whole concept of gender, the more you could identify male from female, the more distinct they were, mm-hmm. made you more civilized. So as white people, women were putting up, being forced to put corsets on and look very different than men. Men were growing mustaches. When you went to cultures that were not civilized, the savages, I'm putting all these like horrible words out there yeah. where they couldn't see the distinction. They were like, well, they're obviously not civilized because their men and women look just the same. It's like, wow. Their women are going shirtless racism. just like their men. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, so there's a ton of, in gender roles, a ton of. Yeah. Just let's just put it there. There's a ton of, period. You yeah. fill in the blank there's, of yeah, choice. Yeah, there's a ton of. So many. So our homework for you, is this a good time to talk about homework? Yeah, I think now's the time to do homework for sure. <laughs> There's lots of ways you could do this, right? Like, you can take baby steps on this. Yeah, I mean, you can you can find the BIM scale online if you want to go that route just to see where you fall. Um, like I said, yep. I know it's like very dominant culture based, but hey, 
it is uh-huh. it's something that's out there um exploring history exploring language yeah and we'll include this one will have a lot of folks to go follow because we don't have <laughs> or if they're recommendation in books they'll come from the people that we'll give you to follow that are actually the folks who are educating. I'll say, I'm going to give you some folks that I'm following that are educating me. Yeah. So I will give you those folks to follow so that you can decide where you want to go with it. I think I'm following Um, some of those same folks. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. We'll see where this all lands. Um, You can also just play with your language, like get curious with your language and really realize what you're not only saying, may I add, how you're hearing it. Um, I had a moment on Friday where I asked someone if I sounded too much like a mommy and they we were both laughing about it because it was a woman and she's like, yeah, you kind of sounded like a mom. We didn't want to be a mom. And I'm like, but if I were a dude, would we both have heard the same thing? She's like, oh, so there's also that side of it too, is start kind of, that's just another part to peel it back is how you're receiving a message from what you perceive one gender to be than another. Well, there's, there there's that whole thing with, and this is something that I've been practicing, and this is this mm-hmm. is adjacent, I guess, to what we're talking about, taking yeah. out the word just in an email. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is that, like, there's been, there's, like, there's been a few things out there in the internet world where, like, Women have done, like, stop taking, uh, they don't put just in there yep. anymore. And it, they've yep. been, you know, told, stop being so aggressive. And it's like. Yeah. Take out your emoticons, too. <laughs> that was fun. Words that I'm, or phrases I'm really careful about these days are just, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. And what, oh, there's one. Oh, yeah, taking out the and taking out the emoticons, you know, really. Yep. And yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. So we had that. So it's not only how you say it, but maybe check in on how you're receiving it. Yes. Is another side of that language piece of it. Most definitely. So. So. Yeah. And then can I add to last episode, you'd recommended a charity. We're going to put some charities also in there that we highly recommend you either go donate some money to, or go check out and see how you can support them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try to do some around transgender, you know, non-binary, whatever. We're going to try to find some good ones that are global for everybody mm-hmm. to kind of take a peek at. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to start doing that every episode. Yes. Thanks to Kelly starting that last one. And speaking of episodes, uh, this is the last episode for a tick. We're going to take a break and have a few weeks to allow y'all to do some homework, but also give us. And us to do our homework. (laughs) Us to do do our homework, but also to just to do some more explanation as to, you know, what we want to keep talking about. So, um, so yeah, it'll be. We're going to take a few weeks off. I don't think we have an exact amount of time we're going to take off. No. I would yeah. I would say at least two to four weeks there. We'll put that out there. So yeah. don't, we didn't forget about Your you. Homework. Don't forget about us. Mm-mm. You can follow yep. us on Instagram at the number two broads and a bottle of wine. We'll keep you posted there as to what is going on. And also with all of this homework, please interact with us. Like let us know what's happening for you. So with that, are we good? 
I think so. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next time.